Hello everyone, I'm Aino Arbizu and this is Moving Forward, the podcast powered by SEA to talk about innovation, technology, industry and all those issues that play a fundamental role in improving society. June is LGBTI plus Pride Month, in which the collective for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersexual and others celebrate diversity around the world. But not everybody knows the origin of this celebration. In the last days of June, in 1969, New York City was flooded with a series of demonstrations. They were protesting against a police raid at the Stonewall Inn, and its cause was discrimination towards LGBTI plus people. Those riots paved the way for a more inclusive and diverse society and remained a symbol through the years, a symbol of the fight for human rights. Over 50 years later, Pride Month is now a celebration, but also a way to remember there's still a lot of work to do in order to achieve total inclusion, clear acceptance, and zero discrimination, not only on the LGBTI plus side, but also for other discriminated collectives because of their skin color, their origins, their gender, or their religion, amongst other things. Now, how can we contribute to making diversity effective in all social spheres? And even more, how should companies deal with diversity to promote inclusion? Today, moving forward, we're going to talk about it. And that's why we have with us two experts in diversity. Thomas Meyers, welcome, Thomas. Hello, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. Thomas Meyers is Chief Governance and Legal Officer at CADSA and a known diversity ambassador and advocate. He belongs to several LGBTI plus visibility and inclusion programs such as Pride Moves Us, the network for LGBTI plus CAD employees and allies, and is also a supporter of values stated at CAD Diversity Manifesto. And we also have a live connection with Germany with Anna Christina Kronert, It's a real pleasure. Hello, Ana Cristina. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure for me to be there. Our pleasure. Thank you, Ana Cristina. Kroner is an author and chairwoman at Charter of Diversity, an organization with um, focus on diversity and inclusion as a business success factor, which represents over 3,900 companies and approximately 40% of all employees in Germany. Over the last 30 years, she has been working in several large corporations, including managing partner talent at ITY and Chief Human Resources Officer at Alliance Deutschland AG. With her experience in finance and risk management, as well as transformational journeys, she believes in a human-centric economy as a basis for value-driven sustainable growth. So welcome to you both, our pleasure. Let's get started at the beginning, diversity, inclusion, and society. Um, Ana Cristina, where are we now exactly? Oh, we are in a journey. I think we all know that diversity is there. It's a concept of nature. And we all know that monoculture is not good for us as um, human and not for the planet and not for business. Um, so we have a diverse society, but sometimes we lack diversity in decision-making processes. Uh, thank you, Thomas. Where are we now? 
Um, I think it's right. We are on a journey. Um, you know, I think things move slowly. Uh, things are moving, but they are moving slowly. And uh, you know, I myself, I'm I'm one of the one of the gay managers or top managers at at Seat and also in the Volkswagen Group. And there is a lot that could move faster. We're working on it. Uh, it will take a little bit more time, but at the end of the day, I think you know it should be normal for all of us to be in a very diverse and inclusive um, environment also at work. We're in this journey and in this sense, inclusion is something to promote also at a corporate level. So Ana Cristina, where are we when it comes to diversity on business and companies? Yeah, there I have to say, Tom is right. We are very slow in the progress of having a diverse um, management structure. I can say that um, if you're looking in the companies, you you see a lot of diversity, but we are lacking to bring them up to in the career model to the first and second layer of management. So there is a lot to be done. Um, it's always, if we talk about the diversity at the Carta, we say we have all kind of dimensions. So everyone has different dimensions of diversity in themselves. But if we look at the companies, of course, we, we usually look at that what you can see and not what you whom you love or what your living model is like and there uh, we have to do a lot more to to talk about what's you know being as a whole and and that's very important because this is the glue that forms in society or a company and brings us to be innovative and connected with our clients and employees so if we are connected we are a lot better we are more innovative we are more creative and it's a business success factor. So we have to make sure that we find everyone up to the top level in the top management um, and in decision-making process if we develop products and stay connected with our employees. Thomas, what about you? What do you think? Where are we when it comes to diversity on business and, and companies yeah. such as CRSA? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know a lot of companies, and and we could do the same. They refer to the let's say the some of the diversity aspects that they already have. For example, at Seat, we have more than 60 nationalities working at us. We have people who not all the same, but uh, overall speak uh, 26 languages. And for many for many companies, this is already some big sign that we are super diverse and the answer is probably no because it's just one one single aspect which is uh, in in this case origin and and Anna Christina referred to the different dimensions and I think uh, you know we have different different uh, dimensions people from different dimensions older younger origin whom we love uh, Uh, gender, uh, gender, more, more, more women in in management, things like that. Women in the company overall as well. But I think the the room where we need to, where we need to improve most is to have an inclusive environment. You know, not only that people are there, but that we allow them to participate, to raise their voice, to maybe say, oh, you know, maybe this is not working yet, and uh, only this. 
this connection between a, a, a diverse team in the future, hopefully more diverse team, and having inclusive, an inclusive environment, this makes the whole thing work at the end of the day. So we have to work more in the inclusive environment, but also how can companies contribute to making a diversity-friendly work environment free of prejudices? Yeah, there you go. Um, inclusive environment. So it starts at the top. That's the key word. And that's the key word. It starts yeah. at the at the top management. You know, I've seen so many companies where only the people that speak up loud are heard. And we all know not everyone likes to speak up loud. That's one of the mention of diversity. So we have introverts and uh, they have to be listened to. And there it's where it started. So if you have a top management that uh, is more, you know, on the dominant loud way of managing a company and they don't start listening to all the other ideas. And I've seen so many great people with great ideas that haven't been heard, mm -hmm. then um, you don't make this inclusive environment that's necessary to, you know, have all the ideas and the success factor because business is all about having options. So you only get options if you listen to different perspectives. So you start there as the top management to be an inclusive leader. That's the most important part. And then, of course, you analyze your organization. You look at how many people do I have from one kind of background am i'm opening a market somewhere and i'm only coming from a totally different country so i don't listen to the client base at that at that country for example um, then you're making big mistakes and um, as we all know decision making process of buying cars for example are made by women in majority and we have seen a lot of surveys to that so if you're just having a marketing and branding department doing, you know, brand um, campaigns for men, you're just uh, leaving out a big portion of your client base. So um, you really have to look in all the value chains. So it's not an HR topic or some one diversity manager within your company. It's top management attention. It's it's from, you know, production to client to, of course, employee engagement. So um, it's not easy. It's not done by having one diversity manager or just one idea, you know, rhetoric courses for a woman, how to learn to speak up, but it's a lot more. So you have to have a set of instruments and an inclusive line, uh, mindset. And I could, I could tell you all kind of instruments you could invent, but we leave it by there right now. <laughs> okay, we will. But what about the other way around? How can a good diversity plan help the company grow and develop? Develop. So um, I think a, a, a diversity plan is is super important because uh, you know you need to define activities. You know, talking about the the activities of the company in the company by the by the employees. We also have the LGBT group. Uh, Pride moves us. We have we do have the support by the by the board and by the executive uh, committee. Um, and then you need to you need to define what are your goals, where are you, what are your goals, and then you need to define who's who's working in that. And 
at at SEAT when it when for example when it comes to LGBT you know like in the rest of the Volkswagen groups you know everywhere there are the the um, um, LGBT networks which came up at SEAT just last year so we are still the group is still young and then we define the activities meet regular regularly <clears throat> and um, then we are also trying and I think we are already quite successful trying to be visible first of all within the company so we show our faces I myself my colleagues we have a speaker for the LGBT group uh, but also outside of the company because we want to show other colleagues who might want to join that uh, group that activity group uh, to do so or maybe they are still hiding in their closet and don't want to join for whatever reason. We are there if they might have a question and just want to talk one-on-one, -on -one, for example, so, so they know our faces, they know our names. That's very important. And the same applies to the other dimensions uh, which uh, Anna-Christina mentioned. Uh, so what about uh, women overall in the company? What about women in management? I'm a true believer that uh, this is one of the most important pillars of diversity overall, uh, that we do have more women in management, because for whatever reason it is, and I think we could spend two hours talking about that here, where we don't have the time to do that, Uh, discussing why is that, that that women are maybe a little bit more open to some of the other topics where men aren't uh, but and we and we see progress there as well I think for example at SEAT we have a little bit more if I'm not mistaken a little bit more than 20% women overall in the company not too bad for an automotive company and we have around 25% in the management so that's also not too bad in entire Volkswagen Group. It's not where we should be, in my personal view, but this is where we are, and we go step by step. Step by step, not too bad, but there's still a lot of work to do anywhere in the world. And um, focusing on the LGBTI plus community, now that we're in the Pride Month, Tom, you're part of Pride Moves Us at SEAD. Why do you think it's important to have organizations like this within a company? You gave us some examples before, but why is it so important? You know, um, if, if you want to hear my personal answer, I think it needs to be totally normal to work as an LGBT person uh, in a company. You know, you go to work, somebody talks about his work and weekend, sorry, I can talk about my weekend. This is normality. I don't want to, I, I personally don't want to hide and I don't want anybody else needing to hide because it's it looks as whatever peculiar to do that so there needs to be there needs to be re respect for the other one mm -hmm. it's I, i was just reading a really nice article these day where it was talking about uh, why people should not talk about tolerance you know because we are not tolerating a colleague we are respecting the colleagues as we ourselves want to be respected and whether that applies to somebody who's lesbian or a trans person or somebody who's just, you know, older, even though the team is somehow overall very young, and or somebody's from a country where he doesn't speak, in our case, maybe the Spanish language so well, or myself, I'm from Germany, I'm just learning Spanish uh, uh, to get better in that, you know, just respecting each other, 
having a normality where I can, where I don't need to put any energy in, in, in being, being accepted and respected. And at the same time, I'm motivated because of that work environment. And I'm actually, because of that motivation, have even more energy to put it into my job. This is, this is the goal. And I think with this visibility that we create with the, um, with the, with the group of Pride Moves Us, this is really helpful. It works. It's growing. Um, and we are doing a lot of activities. And we are very visible both inside and outside. And, uh, you know, we, we do all these activities. We meet with the board now in a while, once in a while with Xavier Ross, our uh, uh, vice president at HR. And it, so far, I can really say it works well. Thank you, Thomas. And to guarantee diversity and inclusion in the future, we must take action in the present. As a society, what should the next steps be in this sense, Ana Cristina? Um, I just want to um, add something to the LGBT sure. community because, you know, we have done a lot of service over the years and it's like it, at the workplace, you don't talk about whom you love. And that's very important to know because it is something people don't feel comfortable uh, to talk about. And that's why it's so important to talk about it loud and, uh, you know, be in a network and stand up because there are a lot of people not able to bring their whole personality at the table because they, they tend to hide part of their uh, personality. And if you're on, on the way of building an inclusive environment because you, you want to be a learning culture and be able to adapt for future challenges, you have to bring that space and that culture to the workplace that everyone just feels totally themselves, as Tom just said, and can, it doesn't have to, to concentrate on hiding things. And we have seen that with religion and LGBTQI community, because uh, that, that are things where people don't feel comfortable about uh, gender you see. You know, it's not always obvious, but it's more obvious uh, than um, other. And this is the, the same in, in society. You know, we have seen, uh, I mean, that's why we're celebrating Pride Months and we're celebrating diversity weeks and days and we're doing that European-wide and worldwide. That's why we're standing up for uh, the Black Lives Matters um, community. And, and this is so important because people, you know, they have their pictures in the hat how like politicians or government leaders have to be like and and we just want to shake up a little bit and say um, the picture that you have in your head might be the picture that it has been out of the past but you know if we want to cope with the future and the planet and grow healthy on this planet the economy we have to think new more in collaboration And, and therefore, as Tom just said, we need this respect for each and everyone, wherever you come from, whomever you love, whatever kind of family structure you have, like families have been, you know, in the past pretty easy, like two children, man, a man and woman, but mm -hmm. they changed over years as well. We have patchwork families and all kind of um, community uh, uh, developments. And this is why we, we as a diversity community just stand up and show how diverse the society is and how diverse 
decision making should be. And that's the future. Ana Cristina and Thomas, it's so inspiring listening to you. It's um, like you talk about the inclusive environment, normality, respect. Now we have some questions from within the company employees for you to answer. Can we go with the first one? I think the first one is for both of you. So let's go with the first one. Hi, I'm Andrea Bartomeu from HR Learning and Development. And I would like to ask, why do you consider it is important to celebrate the Pride Day? Thank you. Okay, Thomas, you can start if you want. So, yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Pride Day is, and also Pride Month, and uh, which is now also a, a European Pride Month, which I'm very happy, happy that this is the case. I think it's super important because for, for all the reasons that, uh, you know, we remind ourselves and the others around us that we are there. You know, we are there and some, some say we are there and we are many who whatever diversity dimension we are we are talking about. Um, uh, and I think that this is at the end of the day. I mean, I think the normality should be at some at some point in time, we don't need it anymore. And the year obviously has 365 days and not one day or one month. And, and this is where we need to get. But at the moment, and I think absolutely for the next years, we need that. It's kind of a trigger for this topic. We remind ourselves. There is also a little bit of pressure overall from the outside, from the inside to see, okay, what do companies, but not just companies, also universities, governments, organizations, what do they do about it? Do they give figures? If they don't give figures, why don't they give figures? Do they have a problem with it? Are they working on it? So this is this is why I think it's very important that we have them. Uh, it's not, as some people say, it's it's the party time. Yes, maybe there is whatever Christopher Street Day in in Berlin or in Barcelona or in Madrid or something like that. Totally fine. People meet. People have fun. But it's at the end of the day, it's still a very political day and month and we still need it. But I'm hoping that one day we won't need it anymore because, you know, it will be normality and maybe then it's more non-political thing. But today it's still a very political issue. Anna Christina, something you want to add? Uh, it's probably not a lot to add because I've <laughs> just said it all. I mean, we are celebrating differences. And I think this is whatever kind of dimension we celebrate, we celebrate differences and we see that differences matter and uh, it makes itself uh, better. So we open up minds uh, of people that don't feel comfortable to talk about a dimension um, they haven't met or, or they have no relationship with. And there they have the possibility to get to know things they didn't know. So to learn, to leave their comfort zone. And that's all about learning. Yeah, I think um, you, you're from the learning department. So I always believe that you can only learn and grow if you open your comfort zone. So if you stay in your comfort zone, you don't learn anything new. So right now we make it a little bit less comfortable to, to be, you know, looking at a world that's equal uh, because we are showing the differences. So there we start to grow. 
Open up minds. Thank you. Let's Open go with the minds. <laughs> let's go with the second question. Thank you, Ana Cristina. Hi, I am Laura Vidal from Employee Engagement and Innovation, and I wanted to know why did you think the LGBTI community is important for the company? Thank you. Thomas, I think this one is directed for you. Yes, uh, I think it's so important that we have uh, that we have a network. Um, our network is is quite new. I mean, we started last year. It's growing. I'm super happy that it's growing. I'm also part of it of the uh, let's let's call it core team. Uh, we show our faces. We show our names. I think it's very important to build up visibility within the company. There might be more people. There will pro probably be more people who might be interested to join. Um, you know, uh, and people can can join us, but they can also contact us individually if they have questions. Maybe they have doubts. Maybe they have problems. Maybe they don't know how to deal with it. Um, so it's a it's a community which is which is already also connected to the to the executive board here at SEAT, which is important, which is also listening to us. We have regular meetings with uh, with Xavier Ross. The group has it, and uh, it's working well. We are also uh, interacting with external companies. Um, in in Barcelona and in Spain, which is important, even though we are just existing a little bit more than a year. So it's all about visibility, creating a little bit more normality uh, and happy to have more people, maybe also because of this podcast, to either join us or contact us with anything they have. Thank you. Let's move to the third and last one. My name is Norman and I work for SEAT. I know that Volkswagen Island is sponsoring the Dublin Pride and that uh, We Drive Proud from Volkswagen is marching in the Berlin Pride. I'd like to know what SEAT is going to do in Barcelona's Pride. Yes, directly. <laughs> so I think that's another question for me. And, I'm, and, and I don't think, I, I know that Volkswagen was marching in the, in the Berlin Pride, which was 2019. That was something really big for all the Volkswagen colleagues. I was part of the of the early team starting to to organize it. That was wonderful. Everybody was super proud that Volkswagen said, "Hey, yes, do that," and they organized everything. Uh, obviously, because of COVID last year and also this year, it's all just online. Um, and what do we do in in Barcelona? So, number one, we will have round a roundtable at Casa Seat in Barcelona regarding LGBT uh, diversity, and we have uh, employee testimonies, employees talking about themselves, about their personal stories, including their families. And this we do in uh, at Casasea together with other companies and with Redi together, the first business network for LGBT plus diversity and inclusion in Spain. And uh, I think the name is Gala Dia Internacional Orgullo Casasea, Familias, Empresas y Diversidad. Uh, and people are, I think, uh, uh, um, everybody can join that one. Then we do master classes and internal events uh, to raise awareness at SEAT. And then, I'm not allowed to talk about it right now, but then we have also a surprise, which is waiting. But if I tell it now, it won't be a surprise. So let's stay, let's stay tuned, let's relax and see what's coming. 
Okay, we will stay tuned and relaxed. <laughs> Looking forward to see what's coming, to see that surprise. Thank you, Thomas. And Ana Cristina, just to finish in a few words, what's your message for the next generation? Um, keep on asking us if we are building an inclusive environment, being you know curious and uh, don't let uh, others put you in a space you don't want to be. Just be as an individual and speak up. Um, you know, be self-confident and don't change anything uh, from your personality. Um, when you enter a company and your leader is telling you that you're supposed to do something, um, at least question it. <laughs> so stay, stay speaking up and embrace differences, of course. Thank you. Thomas, what about you? A message for the next generation? I think that um, it's super important if we want to change something, whether it's now in society or at work, which is part of society and where we spend a lot of time, I think we need not to wait for others to do it. So uh, we should not wait for others to do it. We need to uh, do it ourselves. And it might be d difficult, more difficult to do it alone. So it's always good to look around, okay, where is a network, where is some, some group that might help, what about a benchmark with others. But we need to do it, and also the individual need, need to do it. This also applies to myself. This is why I'm very engaged in the topic diversity and inclusion. And, and then we will see changes. If we just wait for others, we won't see the changes. And in addition, we won't see them fast enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Differences matter, open up minds, speak up visibility, normality, inclusive environment, respect. We definitely have something to think about. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us on Moving Forward. Ana Cristina Kronger, it's been a pleasure to have you with us today. And Thomas Meyers, thank you also for being with us today. I hope you both found this conversation interesting. Thank you both. Great. So thank you for having me. And hope to see you in Barcelona when you're doing something exciting with uh, surprises. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot as well from my side and thanks for joining to the two of you. Thanks a lot. And a big thanks to our listeners for choosing us. Thank you all for listening to Moving Forward. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. You can find us on Spotify and other digital platforms and the SEAD SA social media channels. I'm Eno Arbizu. And as you know, keep moving forward. Moving forward.